All right, yes, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TJ. And today, we're going to get into some quality details. We're going to discuss the five areas of conditioning that you must work on as a rugby player. We're piggybacking off the previous um, non-Q&A edition of the podcast where we discussed uh, how you should really be approaching your strength and conditioning rather than just copy and pasting from someone else. You have to look at what your needs are and how to um, actually progress in those and now we're going to discuss what those needs could be. So the five areas of conditioning. I think this is really important. I think before we even get into it, right, let's address the term strength and conditioning as a stupid term and a complete misnomer. It doesn't make sense, right? Because everything in training is conditioning, right? Whether it's improving your aerobic capacity, building strength and size, enhancing movement quality, whatever you're doing is conditioning you to play the game better. Now, we think of strength as different to conditioning. No, no, strength is conditioning, right? If you, like, the conditioning for an Olympic lifter would be whatever he needs to do to be able to be in condition to lift the most amount of weight, right? Whatever you do in the gym is to condition you in order to play the best rugby that you can play. So strength is part of conditioning. It doesn't make sense that it's called strength and conditioning. And like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so with that like little small rant out of the way, that's why we're saying the five areas of conditioning, because all of what you're doing as physical preparation technically is conditioning. It's all conditioning, conditioning in order to help you play rugby better okay so let's get into the five areas of conditioning before we do i'll ask you for that quick favor if you enjoy this podcast please take a moment to um, leave a five-star review or rating on apple Podcasts, spotify whatever podcast service you're listening to on five-star reviews really do help out if you're on youtube hit that thumbs up button and let us know that you're enjoying this in the comments below and also you can comment on spotify and then finally, if you feel like this is information that you need, share it with a mate and subscribe. Your support means a lot to me and allows this podcast to reach more rugby players just like you. allows me to put out more quality information and get more support by way of, well, listenership and then therefore growing the business of Rugby Muscle and dedicating more, putting more programming out. You may have seen Team Rugby Muscle now has a number of different programmings. We've got um, a new app that's out, whether you're one, one for one-on-one coaching or whether you're here for uh, just programming, you'll find those in the links below. You can also find uh, the Rugby Athlete Blueprint, all new Rugby Athlete Blueprint in the links below as well. So let's get into the five areas, shall we? All right, so... These are the five areas that rugby players should be focusing on in their conditioning. They are not necessarily independent of each other, but rather they're interconnected. And for overall performance, they are the five aspects that make up everything that you can do physically to prepare yourself to play rugby. And depending on the phase of training, um, you should probably, as a rugby player, prioritize one or two areas of these whilst keeping the rest basically on the back burner. Um, I've previously put out information about the um, rugby physical preparation pyramid. I do still stand by that, but I do think that rather than have it as a pyramid now, we're looking at potentially 
more of a base and then and then just extra stuff on top and so the base is still going to be probably these five different elements and then just refining those five elements as we build a taller and taller pyramid the base is going to be the first three uh conditioning elements and then i don't know it's, it's still it's still such a gray area whereby there is no hard and fast rule for this stuff and it all depends on where you're coming at this from it's difficult to say but let's just get into the five areas and discuss each of those shall we so first and foremost we've got aerobic capacity um aerobic capacity is absolutely essential for rugby players um it allows you to play the game for a full 80 minutes this is so crucial and and allows you to play the game okay all right so let's discuss those five areas of conditioning um these areas are not necessarily independent of each other but rather there is some sort of interconnection and the sum of the parts are going to always be greater than each individual um and i think that's quite obvious to see but it is also a bit different from my approach previously where I had done a physical preparation pyramid. I do still stand by that, but I think a lot of that physical preparation pyramid is like genetically influenced. And so you don't necessarily have to work your way up the pyramid. It all depends upon where you're coming at this. And rather than say, okay, this is our, this is our pyramid. This is the track that we must follow. It's now more of a cycle. It's more of a, um, a cycle and depending on what you need again going back to the previous podcast depending on where your needs are where your weaknesses are what areas of training you need to focus on you could just prioritize one or two of these areas at a time for a long period of time or for different short periods of time as you rotate through all five areas um so yeah i think that that, that lays out the land quite well let's get into those five areas firstly aerobic capacity aerobic capacity is going to be crucial if you want to play rugby because rugby is played over 80 minutes and yes a lot of people um think that rugby is a high intensity sport and it is but those high intensity actions equate for two to three percent of those 80 minutes per player so if to put that in context right 90 percent of your time in rugby is either spent walking or jogging slowly if you're adding running at a reasonable pace, bump that up to like 93 to 95%. And all of a sudden, you understand why your aerobic capacity is more important because it's your aerobic capacity to, that allows that is, or your aerobic system that is being utilized when you're doing those activities. So the stronger your aerobic system, the faster you can recover from those high intensity actions and get ready to do another one. So when we're looking at training, aerobic condition we're looking at making sure that it is not too uh intensive it is not uh too intense it is not um knackering you out because then you're kicking yourself out of, of your aerobic uh training right so long distance running low zone two stuff on the bike on the elliptical even are fantastic and really simple ways to train your aerobic capacity but just because they're simple does not mean that they're not effective. These methods are actually incredibly effective. It's just that we want our conditioning as rugby players to be tougher, to, to be more sexy. But for me, it's just not necessary. Now, there are times where you could utilize 
some level of um, interval training as well via tempo work. You can introduce high intensity continuous training, which is still going to be aerobic, but it is utilizing um, high intensity movements to get that aerobic response. So it's high resistance spikes or lunging for 15 to 20 minutes without uh, stopping. I put out lots of information on how to train that stuff, so I won't go into that on this one. Just understand that in order to train your aerobic system, you just have to put a cap on how intense that has to be. Right? For the most part, when you're training aerobic system, you should be able to pass a talk test and you should be able just to say a 12-word sentence that is basically uninterrupted and is not difficult to get out. If you're doing that, then you know that you're still basically training your aerobic system or in your at least you're utilizing your aerobic system and you're not pushing yourself too hard. If you have to stop during it, then you're pushing yourself too hard. And that's fine if you're training another area, but it's not fine if your goal is to um, increase your aerobic capacity, okay? The better your aerobic capacity, the better your heart's ability to push around oxygen around your body, fuel your body, get it recovered, get it ready to go and do another high-intensity action, okay? crucial for rugby crucial for sevens as well so don't just say i'm a sevens player don't need to do that no you're playing sevens across a period of a day or two days you need to be strong and aerobic next speaking of strong strength and size i've grouped these two together because um being physically strong and being big go hand in hand right you don't get strong without putting on a decent amount of size you don't get big without getting decently strong and i think separating them um muddies the waters as to what your training goal should be for rugby purposes lifting weights to get big and strong for 95 percent of the time if not more go hand in hand and that's that's all we need to focus on to train this obviously we're looking at you know exercises from three to eight to ten reps um decently heavy mostly compound lifts but then also sprinkling in some isolation nothing wrong with a lot of isolation um, lots of different ways that you can do this, but as long as you're getting enough stimulus over time and enough volume over time, you're going to get bigger, you're going to get stronger. The key thing I would say for most rugby players, or two things I would say for rugby players, number one right, is have a program that you are looking to progress from week to week, so you're either adding weight or adding reps uh, to to make sure that you, you know, you're progressing each week and you're seeing that you're that you are getting bigger and getting stronger by the fact that you are able to handle that extra weight or extra reps. And then the second point is to also understand that whilst we are following a program, we're following a program um, week to week to improve our rugby performance. We're not hijacking other sports such as powerlifting, uh, weightlifting, or, or bodybuilding in order to get bigger and get stronger. We're getting bigger and getting stronger for rugby's sake. So we're looking at movements that are going to help us be a better rugby player. Sometimes that does mean outright stealing ideas, um, particularly when it comes to progression schemes from those sports or from those endeavors. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we have to do those things, right? You don't have to squat, bench, or deadlift ever. Um, but you have to get stronger. Likewise, you don't necessarily have to um, squeeze a certain muscle and and build a certain muscle because of aesthetic purposes, but you might have to 
add some muscle specifically to your rear delts for shoulder health, not because it looks better on stage, but because it allows you to uh, stay injury free and you know, reduce your risk of injuries on the rugby pitch. Moving on to area number three that you must focus on. Now we're looking at movement quality. Movement quality is going to be crucial for injury prevention, number one, but also for optimal performance as far as efficiency of movement goes, right? So we're looking at mobility exercises. We're looking at uh, dynamic warm-ups. We're looking at lots of different ways to move the body, including rotation, including lateral movement, moving through all of the planes, moving different parts of the body in different ways. Um, and it's not just about stability or flexibility, but also about coordination and robustness. And the more efficient that we can move, the more we're going to reduce our injury risk. But also, right, if we're moving efficiently, efficiently, this is where these um, areas tie into each other. If we're moving efficiently, all of a sudden, we're not using as much energy to move, right? Which means that we're going to appear as fitter. We might even appear as getting faster and stronger because we're moving so well. We're able to utilize our big muscles in the right direction because we've trained this movement quality. And when we're looking at training movement quality, we're not necessarily looking at um, any specific flexibility or mobility exercises, although those can form part of it. It could just be performing, you know, your, your standard bodybuilding type movements, like your basic squats, your basic reverse lunges or um, different types of bench pressing and doing them really well, doing them for a full range of motion so that you are really able to control that movement and move well and, and continually giving your body that stimulus is going to allow you to move better that's going to help all areas of rugby and it is something that people miss a lot I think particularly when we're looking at you know the strength and size portion of this um, people just think about bodybuilding and powerlifting and they ignore the fact that you know, moving better, so moving through, you know, with just one foot on the ground or moving laterally or your body's ability to displace uh, force through the ground, right? So that is agility, right? So if you can if you can push the ground in a certain direction, that's how you change direction. So the better you can do that, right, the bigger your step is going to be. So training that that the ability to do that is going to be massive for your ability to play rugby. Likewise, you know, getting into a low position is going to really um, ramp up your ability to play rugby as well. So lots of different things when movement quality comes into it. It's very difficult to specifically really think about that as a focus rather than, I mean, that is a different something that can be done, but it's something that comes in as part of everything else. So it's a consideration when you're adding movements into your programming, what movements to add rather than the rep schemes and the the, the frequency. It's more a, a, a result of your exercise selection. So moving on, number four in our five condition areas, we've got speed. Obviously, speed is important for rugby. We know that. But it is so undertrained; it is absolutely ridiculous. The it must be like under ten percent, maybe probably under five percent of rugby players that go to the gym that lift actually train their speed, and that is a huge shame because it is such a differentiator in rugby, right? That I think 
just training speed once a week is going to make a huge difference for your game. Whether you're just going to say, okay, here's 20 meters, I'm going to train my speed, I'm just going to do 20 meter sprints, uh, maybe you know, eight to 12 different sprints. I'm going to walk back, get my rest and just go. That is going to, if you've never done speed training before, that's going to have a huge impact on your performance. You can always progress that. You can do resistance sprints. You can do different drills. The main thing for speed for rugby is going to be training your acceleration because most of rugby is done in less than 20 meter boxes. For wingers, there is a case for potentially training top end speed it is for other areas or for other uh, positions it is still something that you will train and touch on as part of the year but it's not a prime focus like it would be for wingers that will approach top speed more often you can also incorporate um, curved running you can incorporate stepping and agility as part of this there's lots of different ways to train speed it is something that should be done it is something that doesn't need to be complicated and it isn't lifting faster. It isn't just training cleans. It is actually working on improving acceleration, top end speed and changing direction to become a faster and more dynamic rugby player. Yes, there are shapes that we can look towards and there's techniques to do that, right? So for example, you don't want your heel to hit the ground. You want to have a straight line between your shoulder and your toes or your ankles as you're hitting the as you're hitting as your and your ankles as you're hitting the floor so that you're utilizing your glutes so you're getting that forward lean but not just from the torso from the whole body lots of different ways to train this but just understand that this is a huge um, part of rugby and even if like i say how these are interrelated right if you get faster you're going to see that appear in your conditioning as well because all of a sudden what would have been you know just to uh, incorporate line speed with your team and to be as a part of the defensive line that's rushing up nice and fast whereas before you were using 95 percent of your top end speed just to you know keep up with the line that's pressing up on the defense now you're utilizing because you've trained your speed now you're utilizing maybe 75 percent. that's a lot easier in your system that's a lot easier to not just keep up but think as you're uh, able to keep up and also save energy for other parts of the game and then moving on final component of conditioning that you must train as a rep player explosive power so the ability to generate high force and speed in short burst again explode explosive power is going to be crucial for movements like tackling jumping sprinting as well it will help with that but we're looking at specifically the contact areas of rugby um, and potentially passing as well because that can be an explosive movement. We're looking at like plyometrics, potentially Olympic lifts, different jumps, different throws, explosive movements. That's what's going to help you increase your power. And it's not just lifting things up and down. It's also rotating. Again, that's where the throws come in. That's where the jumps come in. So we're moving not just in one plane up and down. We're moving side to side. We're rotating. Um, we're throwing things down. We're, we're moving in different ways so that when it comes to contact situations, when it comes to the situations that you find yourself on the field, not just with your lower body, but with your upper body as well, we are really training the ability to move explosively. So not just um with speed but speed and high force so that you can you can dominate rocks 
okay? That's something that is crucial to train in the gym. And again, if you're just focusing on strength, um, you're going to miss out on that. However, this and speed are both areas that sort of are built upon a foundation of everything else. So again, as I said before, there are different ways to approach this. If you want to, um, if you want me to create scenarios whereby I specifically state which ones to address, I can do so. I think the best way for you to wrap your head around this is just to understand those five areas and how they interplay and then figure out which ones are the most crucial for you. That's the way I've laid it out with Team Rugby Muscle, which you can find links for in the description below. I've so far uploaded 12 different programs, each with uh, a couple different phases. And all of those will have a focus, which is one of those one of these five aspects, or um, will have a, a, a well-rounded approach depending on your schedule and time of season. Because I think that once you understand that the, these five elements are what make up rugby conditioning rugby physical preparation then you can really go about identifying your own weak points or points for you to work on if you're quite well versed in all of those whichever you want to add as a strength or whichever you want to really work on just for like the fun of training or to give yourself a training goal key point here is to focus on a few areas or all of the areas, and whilst you're training those, monitor your progress. Progress week to week and adjust your training accordingly so that you are getting in enough stimulus but not too much that you're letting down the other areas. And also, once you're focusing on one area, the other areas should be still somewhat trained week to week. They should be on the back burner. The only one I would say, or the only two I would say should don't need to be focused on year-round are those last two, so explosive power and speed. Because speed and power are so quick to degrade, it's just something that if you're going through a particular hypertrophy phase or a particular conditioning phase ahead of or during an off-season, maybe something then that might allow you to drop that. And that's probably the only scenario I would do that. Okay, cool. All right, so that those are the five areas of conditioning that you must work as a rugby player. I hope that brought some clarity as to how to organize your training or what you should be focusing on with your training. If it did, hit thumbs up, give us those reviews. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're interested in working with me and Rugby Muscle, links in the description to get in on that action. Otherwise, hit subscribe if I've earned your subscription with this episode as we will continue to develop how you should be trained as a player. And I'll catch you in the next one.